Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Culture Cancelled, Adverse Reactions, and Creating Insecurity. That's right. The world is getting increasingly more destabilized. You have to understand, there is always order in their chaos. This is show number 1110, season 11, episode 10. It's, uh, this song is called Suspect, and I feel like it's so appropriate because at this point, in this environment, we're all suspects. Let's, let's listen to this. Oh, yeah. When did silver BMWs become a suspect? <laughs> oh man, you know we have a very information-packed transmission for you guys. This has been a very busy week for me, at least. We have a mini cast we did for you guys, as well as a guest appearance. And I just got back from the ultrasound office. Of the ultrasound. Those people. Salutations, my friends. Yeah, uh, like I said, I just got back from the ultrasound office. Don't worry, no hostile reactions. Everything was good. We have a perfectly healthy baby at eight weeks. I forget the ounces that they told me. Uh, but everything looked good. She's looking good so far. Uh, you know. Good muscle development. She's all kick, uh, all sprawled out in the embryo, heavy chilling. Oh, man, it's gorgeous. It is a powerful thing. Uh, and every day she gets more and more developed is the more and more I feel like I'm losing my mind. Yep, that's for sure. Uh, salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning into this edition, this very special edition. Uh, you know, just before coming onto the air, like I said, I left the ultrasound office, but I was uh, listening to the news about how Joe Biden wanted to reclassify pistols as assault rifles. And so uh, gun control is being enacted. Vaccine passports are being deployed. And the entire world is radically changing. And I find myself thinking, good Lord, uh, not only what have I brought my, what kind of world am I bringing my child into, but uh, at the same time, what am I doing to secure a sense of normalcy for her? Uh, because these are truly abnormal times. Truly. You know, I did a... Uh, Guest appearance over there with uh, Jolene Starr of the Fight for Humanity. You guys can find that link in the description bar below. Very, very powerful transmission. Uh, we were on our old network on the Wake Up Radio, and uh, it was just so crazy, uh, you know, talking with her because I haven't really under I haven't really taken into consideration uh, how much I've been using the Bible, how much I've been calling out God, how much I've been, you know, in this, in this, in this, this, this. It's the spiritual state I'm in. And uh, 
I haven't really been doing interviews lately. And it's just so crazy to see, again, how far we've come in such a short amount of time. And uh, again, seeing the intensity of the work that we do. And so it, it, it's always great being recognized. You guys can find that interview or that, uh, that transmission in the description bar below. Fantastic. And, you know, I, I wanted to start this transmission off not with like a prayer or anything, ironically enough. You know, but just to, just, 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 just to kind of take a, a look at everything, man. I won't lie. I, uh, I find myself kind of being at a loss for words for a lot of the things. One of the descriptions I used for the caption last week is every day is a new dystopia. And uh, I, we, we, we have to understand that that's half the battle. That's basically essentially what's going to start going down. Is uh, We talked about it a couple weeks ago, the degrowth movement. Uh, we've talked about it last year as well, the deconstructivism. Uh, we are going into a period of massive, massive change. You know, I think the best way to describe it is this. I put a link in our Telegram chat, which you guys can find also in the description bar below. I'll put it there. Uh, it's for this 1995 movie called Harrison Bergerson, or Harrison Bergeron. And it was really crazy uh, because they talk about things like the Second American Revolution. Uh, it takes place in 2081, where, 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 where American excellence is archaic, right? To where they have a, total, a totalitarian and egalitarian society, to where everybody's equal, uh, to where mediocrity is exalted. And it's just very crazy to, uh, to see where we are at. You know, again, we've got all this stuff going on in the world. Everybody's got a role to play, and it's just so crazy seeing all of these things take place and having uh, only such a small window to be able to describe the strokes of the pen to describe this masterpiece. Like it is, it is, it truly is crazy. It truly is crazy. We have a very informational packed episode transmission uh, for you guys. <laughs> Don't worry, we're basically going to be talking about. Thought transformation camps, again, these, 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 uh, these gene therapies, right? Some of the things that are taking place regarding that, as well as, again, the purposeful destruction of society to where they're getting us, again, used to being in a, 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 a destitute situations, getting us used to austerity and so much more. It's, it's just truly crazy to see all these things and go, to see all these things go down and more. Uh, as life comes in, and, you know, and, and, and you'll hear me talk about that. I'll say this, and I'll actually get into the show with you guys. You'll hear me talk about that with Jolene. Uh, she asked me questions like, "When did I actually start? When did this click? You know, what was one of the personal things that hit with you?" Uh, and I remember talking with her before the show, and I actually had like a revelation on the show with you guys that a, a lot of this started hitting home whenever I got like a crazy vision of seeing the earth as like a massive like womb and then abortion taking place and all the souls that were supposed to be born here now doing the work uh, that's necessary to help undo some of the things that are that, that, that are here now and how they weren't able to be born. I could see it like a, like a reflective surface, just, you know, shooting those, those souls back uh, and only so many of them getting through. And so it's just, it's so crazy uh, seeing the time frame that we're at, the things that I'm doing, and how fast things are moving, and where this train is really going to take us. Uh, again, this is 
truly historic. Uh, and as we say over here all the time on the show, prophetic politicking. And with that being said, let's start the show. This is season 11, episode 10. You know, I've been doing this more often on uh, the shows, and I feel like it helps set a good tone uh, because I have an idea as to how I want the show to go, but I also think it's good to kind of give like another snapshot uh, into the times that we are at, and what I mean by that is getting into a quick news blitz. Let's do just that. We've got all, all these articles and things pulled out for you guys. Don't you worry. We'll get into it. Uh, but let's just do a little quick news blitz. Let's see what's happening in the world. This, uh, what date is it? This April 8th, 2021. Right here, Gateway Pundit. Idiot Biden confuses gun control talking points and repeatedly refers to the ATF as the AFT. There's a video. Right here from Zero Hedge. U.S. apprehends most migrants in two decades as reports of molested kids emerge. Yeah, this is a real crisis, and we talked about it last week. I'm glad. I'm glad there's light being shined on it. Uh, there are upwards. There, there are reports of over, I think, 110,000 migrants in March alone. They're saying that in some areas of the border, it's like the equivalent of Chicago coming in every month. So we are for sure experiencing a siege down there at the border. And uh, again, I'm sure there'll be articles. If you guys go look for it, there is sexual abuse allegations taking place down there at the border, uh, not from Border Patrol, but from some of the coyotes and the traffickers that are there. It's very, very crazy. Right here. Uh YouTube censors DeSantis COVID-19 roundtable challenging the COVID, the, the lockdown consensus. Yeah, they don't want uh, DeSantis to fight against the grain to create that narrative. Censorship. Obey Big Brother. This is the scientific dictatorship. Very interesting. Right here, videos emerge of Trump and Ron DeSantis meeting man behind being investigated of human trafficking with Matt Gates. Interesting. Interesting. Seems like uh, Ron DeSantis is doing a good job impersonating Trump. Right here, Gateway Pundit. Gun violence is an international embarrassment. Biden thrashes America as he announces executive actions on gun control. Yep, that's right. Coming for your guns. Us dirty Americans. Here's more of the gun control agenda. Biden announces an uh, Biden admin announces plan to curb ghost guns and push red flag legislation. Yeah, some of the information or some of the stuff that they're putting out right now, uh, they're they're alluding to having more uh, enforcing more red flag gun laws on local levels, statewide gun uh, statewide instead of federal. Right here, natural health. I think this comes from the Free Thought Project, but the Natural Health News reposted it. For the first time in history, State University now offers cannabis scholarship. Yes, because there are millions of applications for it. I wonder if we'll empty the prisons for the people who have been wrongly convicted. There's a video of an 82-year-old fight who fights off a gun-wielding carjacker and tackling him to the ground. Heck yeah. Get it, old man. 
Get it. Hmm, interesting. Drudge report. Villagers gather to wake the dead in bizarre ritual, dousing the corpse in water. I'm sure if we had time, we could explore that. I'll read a couple more of these, and I'll actually get into the layout of the show with you guys. Uh, right here. New CBB border crossing numbers released today, and they are shocking. Let's take a quick look, if we can. No, it's making me click all kinds of places. We don't want to do all that. Let's just keep it simple. Just the headlines. Just the headlines. Ooh, interesting. Fifth force, fifth force of nature found which violates the laws of physics. Ooh, maybe we should go put that on Liberation Legion. Heck yeah, that's the type of stuff that I love getting into. There is for sure, you, you, you know what, let me go ahead and read that. Tickle my fancy, why don't you? This comes from Mysterious Universe by Paul Seaburn. I'm only going to read a little bit of this. And then we'll continue on. It says, a fifth force of nature has been found, and it violates the laws of physics. Why are we still in existence? Muon G-2 sounds like a villainous robot in a sci-fi movie. But it's, the actual, but it's actually the experiment conducted by the U.S. Department of Energy's Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory in Chicago that resulted in the discovery that muons, massive, massive cousins of electrons, wobble while spinning through a strong magnetic field, and the force created is not known under the standard model of particle physics. That would make it the fifth fundamental force of nature. Very interesting... Very interesting. Very, very interesting. A hundred and four, this comes from the blaze, a hundred and four year old woman gets standing ovation upon hospital discharge for surviving the coronavirus. Twice. Twice. Yeah, so what are the vaccines necessary for? And I think this is a good one to finish on right here. Uh, World Economic Forum promotes smart mask of the future that connects to the smartphone for alerts and tracking. Uh, I've actually been trying to get this video up on our Telegram feed, but for some awful reason, we've been unable to. Let's see if we can get this playing for you guys. Uh, it says in October of 2020, the University of Rhode Island students invented a smart mask to detect COVID symptoms. While that might seem genuinely well-intentioned, the latest version of a, quote, smart mask is being promoted by the architects of the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, indicating that biosurveillance plays a significant role in the overall vision of the technocratic future. Yes, it does. All right, so I, I think uh, it's going to be finicky. We're just going to go ahead and get into it. Or, you know what, here, let's see if we can... Let's see if we can play this. We don't really hang out on Twitter much at all, ever. But it still would be nice to have on record. Here it is. The smart mask. And it's one of the videos with, like a, uh, with all kinds of captions. So we'll see if we can read them to you really fast. Okay. It says, this smart face mask tells you when to wash it. It says, uh, and whether you're wearing it properly. It measures your breathing rate. Oh, great. If there's too much CO buildup inside. Oh, wow. 
It tells you to take a few breaths of fresh air. Oh, shucks. Remind me to breathe. And if you forgot to put it on, it will alert you. It'll tell your phone, hey, put it on. Because it has a smart sensor linked to your phone. The Breathe Tech S3 Mark, or the S3 Mask, is sustainable. It includes biodegradable and recyclable components. Disposable masks has become a major environmental problem. We spent $166 billion on them worldwide in 2020. Around 75% of them will end up in landfill. Or the ocean. Solutions like this could help tackle this problem. Helping the planet to breathe a little easier. What are your ideas to solving the world's most pressing problems? You know what's so interesting is I, I was making a joke. Oh, it didn't pull up over here for you guys. That's a darn shame. Sharks. Uh, I was making a joke before going to the ultrasound office about uh, <laughs> you think they'll get mad if I step out and take a break? Not a smoke. I'm not going to step outside and take a smoke. i got to try to cut down on all, all, all any smoke. I don't really smoke. Uh, I got to try to cut down on any of that type of stuff because I watch my miles. I want to try to get my time up for my miles. But I was making a joke saying, hey, you think they'll get upset if I step outside for a breath of fresh air? Because that's where we're at right now. Right? Everybody's got to wear their mask. Everybody's got to put it on. Everybody's got to do the Kapuki Theater. Right? But do you think they'll get mad if I say, hey, I'm going to step outside and take a breath of fresh air. Uh, I know I'm a dirty human. I guess nobody would mind if I lit up a cigarette or if I smoked a joint. But shucks, I bet they'd get pretty frustrated if I decided to breathe. <laughs> Clown world. Clown world. This is where we are. Uh, and with that being said, let's go ahead and start getting into the show. This segment is called Culture Cancel. Last week we put up an article from Summit.News. It's a Harvard poll. It says two-thirds of Americans see cancel culture as a direct threat to their freedom. More than half fear that they could be fired from their jobs if they express their real opinions. Again, this is a baby brother. This is the scientific dictatorship. Uh, this is this inclusivity that is actually inverted. It's exclusive. Uh, what's happening right now is you see them gradually chiseling away at other viewpoints, other perspectives, right? We've said this on the show a couple of times where they want you to abandon your ideologies, right? Abdicate your individuality, absorb yourself into the collective. Let's read a little bit of this. It says a Harvard Caps Harris poll has revealed that over two thirds of Americans believe a quote, growing cancel culture is a direct threat to their freedom. While 36% said that they don't believe there is a threat a whopping 64% said that the phenomenon is having a detrimental effect on society. Over half of those surveyed, 54%, also noted that they feared that they could be fired from their jobs if they expressed their real opinions on the matter. Mark Penn, the director of the survey, told The Hill, quote, It is a chilling finding that most people in the country now are afraid they would be fired if they expressed their real views on social media. Quote, the public generally gives negative ratings to social media companies and sees the movement as more censorship rather than trying to correct wrongs. It is a growing, it is growing as a national issue. I would agree. Uh, you know, we have no backbones. We are very soft. We just 
like the the, the cancel culture uh, is basically bend the knee, right? You can't uh, you, you can't say things, you can't do things. Uh, the other day, me and the lady were having waffles and pancakes because we were feeling fat, like fat kids. We had this organic, uh, all natural syrup, and I wanted to be a you know. I was like, ah, oh, I don't want this. Let me get some Miss Buttersworth, right? Let me get some Miss Buttersworth. And then, you know, while dousing my pancakes and waffles and a lot of syrup, I, I, I brought it up. I was like, hey, do you hear that apparently Aunt Jemima is racist? Yeah. And I looked it up. And it's called like Pearl Milling Company or something like that now. So there's no more Aunt Jemima uh, because that's racist. And cancel culture is a byproduct of that. And so essentially what we're talking about is a sociocultural revolution. This is what Marxists do. They erase history and then they rewrite it. This is, this is what cancel culture is. Uh, last year we called them the worshipers of nothingness. And it's, it's, it's in, a, in that same alignment to where they're, again, eradicating the freedom of individuality, eradicating the, the possibility of choice. Uh, and if not checked, it'll cause much more problems than we think. Let me get back into this. It says, getting into specifics, the poll found that 36% believe cancel culture is a, quote, big problem. Well, 32% said it is a, quote, moderate problem, and a further 20% said it's a small problem. Only 13% said there is no problem with cancel culture. People understand that cancel culture is having a real-world impact beyond social media. A recent study by leading education-focused think tank Civitas found that free speech as the world's leading universities is being eroded at an alarming rate owing it to the phenomena. The study found that within the past three years, more than 86 or 68% of the universities in the UK have seen free speech severely restricted, with academics unable to meaningfully discuss the nuances of issues such as race and gender. It is now an everyday occurrence, even at distinguished universities such as Cambridge, to see ridiculous one-sided discussions, quote, discussions led by panels of activists who all agree on one subject such as Winston Churchill being worse than Hitler, while speakers who disagree or, Jeff, or who just have an opinion that isn't robustly woke are prevented from appearing. In response, a pair of new UK government initiatives will see universities in the UK fined if colleges or student bodies attempt to shut down free speech on campuses. Yeah, you have to let ideas flourish. You have got to foster innovation diversity, discussion, creativity. But I'm telling you, if you go watch that movie, Harrison Bergeron, you will see that that's the point, to promote mediocrity. They don't want excellence. You see, they want you all to be the same. And if they can eradicate your culture, they can get you to shun all these things that used to bring you uh, joy, again, abdicating your identity, well, then they got you right there. And that's the plan. Is to eradicate your belief system. Here's a better way to describe it. With this article right here, we're already seeing this erosion of freedom, this erosion of individuality, this erosion of the soul out there in China right here. China is set to launch a campaign against illegal social organizations, which will include houses of worship. This is written by Ricky Scaparo over there in Times Headlines. They put this up April 7th. And you know what I'm going to read. You know what I'm going to read. 
Unfortunately, with articles like this, and situations like this, this is something that we've touched on on the show, there shall be no other religion than the state in China in these totalitarian Marxist societies. And that's what we're seeing. So the cancel culture is leading to this. Let me get into it. It says China is reportedly launching an organized campaign that will be specifically aimed at expanding its control over, quote, illegal social organizations that are not registered with the government. Shucks. How dare I want to have a boys club, a men's club, where we just don't go get registered with the government? How dare I have a Bible study with fellow members uh, of, of ex-churches, right? And we don't get registered with the government. Getting back into this, it says, of course, this will include churches or, quote, houses of worship that fail to comply by registering with the communist government and will result in them being shut down by authorities. The report by International Christian Concern, the ICC, reports this campaign is specifically targeting organizations that use the word China, Zhanghua, or national in their names, and those working with legal organizations in, attempt to, in an attempt to deceive the government. This, lo- this list includes planning events that compete with the 100th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party and are considered to be part of the, quote, illegal organizations. Groups that engage in activities advocating health, sonology, or mysticism are included, as well as those congregating for religious reasons. Now, I have to pause right there. I'll continue here shortly because it's not a very long piece. But are you drawing the parallels when you have former, former CIA director John Brennan labeling uh, uh, libertarians, nativists, religious extremists, uh, and other people of the like Domestic terrorists, are you drawing the parallels where they are trying to uh, create this totalitarian society which dictates to you what your identity is? That's dangerous. Let me get back into this. It says the report also states that any organizations that continue their activities despite the government revoking their registration are also subjected to being monitored during these repressive actions. CBN states that, quote, Father Francis Liu with the Chinese Christian Fellowship of Righteousness told Radio Free Asia that, quote, in the eyes of the Chinese government, any religious group that refuses to submit to the CCP or even charity groups are seen as, quote, illegal organizations for the government is fearful that these civil rights groups can be a force that overthrows them. Yes, because freedom is freedom is contagious. Yes. But you see, this is why, again. We should, ha- we should have a separation of state, of church. They're two separate things. But when you have one that wants to supersede the other, well, of course, you're going to have contention. You're going to have fighting. And this is why they try to stomp out Christianity over there. They call it a, an evil cult. Right? That's what they're beginning to say here. There's a clip on our Telegram channel. Uh, I, I, I forget the, uh, the host's name, but she says, all oh, those darn Christians... <laughs> they aren't yeah right here msnbc host uh joy reed says christians are selfish and racist and don't care if americans die from covid yeah they're, they're already trying to uh, shame christians constitutionalists conservatives americans patriots over here because again it's now woke to hate god what does sean king say f your jesus tear down his statues Again, this is all a part of a cultural revolution, the culture wars, where, again, they're, ab- they're getting you to abandon and abdicate 
your ideologies so they can create and make way for this new world order. Check this out right here. Chinese Christians are being tortured in brainwashing camps. Another article by uh, Ricky Saparo of Hen Times Headlines. They put this up April 2nd. And we've talked about things like this before. Thought transformation centers is what they call them over there. They have a cultural, they have cultural centers too. You see, because that's what China does. That's what the communists do. They knock down the churches and then they replace them with these cultural centers, these cultural fusion centers where you're able to come in there and they cherry pick, creating more parts of this new world order religion, right? And it, 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 it's just so crazy uh, because you have a government, man, a government created religion uh, that worships the government as God. And then they, 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 and then they worry about places like North Korea uh, it, it's, it truly is insane. Let me read this, and then we'll continue on. It says that uh, a new heartbreaking report regarding our Christian brothers and sisters in China is revealing that they are reportedly being detained in what is being deemed as secretive, mobile, quote, transformation facilities where they are being subjected to brainwashing, torture, and continuous beatings in order to force them to renounce their faith. According to the report from the Christian Post, a member of an underground, quote, house church, in the southwestern province of Sichuan, recently told Radio Free Asia that he was being held in a facility ran by the ruling Chinese Communist Party's United Front Work Department for 10 months after a raid on his church back in 2018. Quote, it was a mobile facility that could just be set up in some basement somewhere. The man whose first name is Lee recalled, quote, it was staffed by people from several different government departments. It had its own CCP political and legal affairs committee working group and they mainly target Christians who are members of house churches he said Lee went on to describe the facility that he was confined in which was a windowless room with no ventilation and that he was absolutely prohibited from going outside during the time he was being held captive in the facility in there that Lee was subjected to various forms of torture from from beatings to mental manipulation quote you have to accept the statement that they prepare for you. If you refuse, you will, have, you will be seen as having a bad attitude, and they will keep you in detention and keep on beating you. What's even more shocking about this report is the fact that Lee testified that most of the inmates there were also people who had been released on bail during criminal detention for taking part in what the communist regime called, quote, church-related activities, and because the authorities were unable to prosecute them for specific crimes. They were sent to these so-called transformation facilities yes thought transformation centers we played the clips for you guys the crazy thing is is i tried to find the clip for you on our on our uh instagram on our igtv and i couldn't find it and, and you can find it it's a bbc report that's what i should have done i wouldn't i should have went and found the bbc report type it into search engine google youtube type in thought transformation center and you'll see it the the they put the they make it seem all hunky dory. <laughs> it's a re education camp. And they're doing some of that here too. Uh it's just with the cancel culture. Where uh, you're where you're a, a a bigot or a white male or a xenophobe or a, a, a transphobic or whatever label they have, they're definitely beginning to re educate people here. And so why are we starting to show off talking about how culture is cancelled? Well one of the things I've been talking more so recently with the audience and with other people about is the fact that we're getting away from God. We are going to begin 
going into the desires in the flesh of man. Yeah, we are no longer people who are after God's own heart. We're after our own hearts, after our own desires. We are falling into the flesh. We are becoming more carnal, and God only knows where that's going to take us. We're falling away from principles. We're violating the social contract and trading it for the community guidelines. Or again, we're, we're, we're creating this whole new ideology. And as I talked about with Jolene Starr of the Five for Humanity, you could call this the transition of the age of Aquarius, uh, from, from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. Uh, but this is rough. We are seeing a lot of things change. And this is why we keep our finger on the pulse. But again, what, what was I really trying to say? Modern Western culture was built off of uh, the Western Christian ethos. And as we, again, begin to move away from that Western Christian Catholic ethos, right, into this new world order, rise the rainbow children ideology that they're creating, this one world religion, this one world government, this one world order that they're creating, things are going to be different. And I think everybody can feel that. And it's happening at a spiritual level first. There's not much we can do about it. We've got to make commit. We've got to, if anything, be committed to some of our decisions because they are only going to intensify the times, the times. Do you see the times? And people need to understand. Uh, I'm going to play for you guys real quick, a quick clip of a, Polish pastor running off a of Canadian police and health officials telling them to get out. Nazis are not welcome. I'm going to play that quick clip for you here for you guys. And before I do so, this is the real Christianity we need to be seeing. We are taught to be loving. We're taught to be kind. We're taught to be open armed. Right. But what happens whenever you are so open armed, you're so nice, you're so Peaceful, that's what Romans 13 says, right? Obey your government. What happens whenever you're so peaceful that they're literally loading you up back in the car? You know, people ask how Hitler could rise to power, yet they keep these masks on. Uh, let's play this and then we'll continue on. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Get out of this property immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. 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 Out of this property immediately out. Immediately go out and don't come back. I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this out of this property immediately. Out. I don't care what you have to say. Out. Out. Out of this property, you Nazis. Out. Out. Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed. Out. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Okay. Go. Okay. So go. Go. And don't come back without the warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without the warrant. Do not come back without the warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. 
Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Look at them. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You Gestapo, Nazi, communist, fascists. Wow. Don't you dare coming back here. Wow. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover. The holiest Christian festival in a year. And they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? It's beyond me. More of that. More of that. More of that. More of that. People are fighting back. People are fighting back. More of that. And you know, that's that righteous indignation. <laughs> that is that righteous indignation. I feel like a lot of people are going to start summoning up. Now, I'm telling you, I have another clip over there on our Telegram channel uh, where you have kids who are saying, I'm not taking the vaccine. I'm not putting the mask on. To hear a pastor shout down, what is this, like five cops? Five cops or, or maybe three cops. Oh, man, it's like five cops and it's like one health officer or maybe three cops and just like three health officers. Either way, we're going to need more of that energy and more of that energy is going to be summoned because you have evil trying to evolve. Oh, I'm just, sir, you're being very rude. I'm being rude. You're trying to shut down a church on, on, on Easter and I'm being rude. You need to get out of here with that. As evil evolves, oh, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to politely shut you down. I'm just trying to politely shut you down. Oh, oh, well, sir, you know, if, if you could just be so compliant, if you would just be nice, right? If you would just be a good little slave, we wouldn't be in this situation. But you see, that's the problem. You cannot comply with these people. You cannot bend the knee to tyranny. You have to fight back. One day, it's going to come for you in one way, shape, or form. And you have to fight back. You might lose a fight. And that's what this is. There is no going back to the old normal. This is the new normal. Resistance is victory. They either expect our existence or expect resistance. And so one day, it's going to come to your front door. And you're going to have to fight back. And you might lose a fight a couple times. But that next time, you'll learn something. But speaking of the fight, check this out right here. Because of those actions, right? Because of that pastor stepping up, you have the Canadian police barricading and putting a fence around the church <laughs> to keep worshipers out after the pastor was released. So think about this. People are fighting back. People are stepping up. They're arresting pastors. They're shutting down churches. And they think they're just going to get away with it. Houses, houses of worship are declared essential. Church is essential. This comes from Harbinger's Daily. They put this up April 7th. It says police have placed roadblocks and fencing around Grace Life Church in Edmond, Alberta in an effort to prevent worshipers from accessing the building. According to the post-millennial, law enforcement officers descended upon the property early Wednesday morning. The exact reason for the barricade or the blockade is unknown at this time. 
Oh, shucks, I think this is actually a different church. I think this is a different church. And these jabronis, the, 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 the technocrats of Canada, did this to a completely different church. So you have different Canadian pastors stepping up, shouting down police officers and health officials. And the Canadian government, Justin Trudeau, the dictator who says he wants to liken himself after President Xi Jinping, says this is a great idea. So obviously, I shouldn't be surprised, right? We should not be surprised seeing Canada begin to mimic China. Let me get back into this. It says Grace Life made headlines earlier this year after the church's pastor, James Coates, was jailed for holding in-person worship services amid the ongoing pandemic restrictions. As CBN News has reported, after spending a month behind bars for violating the government's capacity mandates, Coates was released from jail on March 29th. Pastor Coates' wife, Erin, shared a message about the raid on Instagram Wednesday morning. Quote, this is what happens when you have freedom of religion in a free and democratic society. They jail your pastor for freely opening the doors of the church and serving Christ's sheep and hurting people. Now they've chained the doors of Grace Life Church and closing in a chain link fence. This is all under the guise of a health order. Too bad the church isn't a building. It's a blood-bought people. Christ has and will prevail. We have an enemy that the enemy has been defeated, and that enemy has been defeated by the death and resurrection of Christ. For all those who find satisfaction in this, you cannot stop the gospel. The name of Jesus Christ will go forth with even more power and conviction. The word of God will sound out across the nation, accomplishing all the work God has obtained to glorify himself. I pray for all the pastors and the Christians that still think that this is about a virus and a health order. Clearly our charter and criminal code means nothing as long as the government can come up with a, with a good enough story to disregard it. God have mercy on our nation. I pray for their souls. They are clearly under your judgment. And so this is going on in China where they're detaining people for two to three years for having in-house worship because of crap like this. And cancel culture is the beginning of it. That's the start. Where they tell you what you're allowed to believe in, what you're allowed to say. Didn't you hear? Christians are selfish and racist. They don't care if they don't care if, 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 if Americans die from COVID. I kid you not. This was actually said. I'll see if I can get the clip up here for you. I kid you not. Let's see if we can get this up for you. Conservative. This is a MSNBC host saying, Joy, Joy Reid, saying that uh, Christians don't care if, 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 COVID, if people die from COVID. Do you see how just like that, they have now become the moral authority the media has become the spiritual and moral authority for society. Insanity. Let's listen. And so have attempted to cancel many aspects of American life, from Colin Kaepernick to the 2020 election results, are f***ing over the corporations that are taking a stand against the Georgia Jim Crow voting law that's designed to cancel black voters. Take former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. No, really, take him who, by the way, is also a Southern Baptist minister who tweeted on the day before Easter, I've decided to identify as Chinese. Coke will like me. Delta will agree with my values. And I'll probably get shoes from Nike and tickets to MLB games. Ain't America great? Exclamation point. Meanwhile, trigger-happy Congresswoman Lauren Pew Pew Boebert managed to uncancel Jesus 
on Twitter. While Senator Raphael Warnock, who's also a reverend for at less famed Ebenezer Baptist Church, was accused of actual heresy for a since-deleted Easter tweet about helping others, God forbid. This on the 53rd anniversary of MLK's assassination. Perfect. I mean, that pretty much sums up what Christian right Twitter looked like on Easter weekend. Anti-Asian racism, accusations of heresy, straight out of the Inquisition era, and firearm Jesus rising from the ashes of burnt Dr. Seuss book. There you have it. Christians are racist. Now, what Mike Huckabee said was a little bit racy, but uh, but you get the point I'm trying to make. Uh, This is a war. This is a spiritual warfare. And we're seeing it manifest. We're seeing it. We're seeing how, uh, again, it is now woke to hate God. It's woke to hate Christians. It is now woke to take part in all this. This is the world we're creating. Maybe we should ask, ask ourselves what we're canceling. You know, I'll say this, and I'll just take this quick break for you guys. I was watching that movie, Harrison Berger on. I would definitely recommend you guys check it out. And he said, you know, whenever you guys decided to take away envy, you also took away love. And I look at the hateful rhetoric that we're beginning to spew, the violent approach that we're beginning to take against life, and we really have to think about this and how we're taking love away at the same time. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about all these other strange, adverse reactions, essentially how society is having an adverse reaction to this vaccine and everything else tied to it. Uh, The vaccine passports are coming up on the other side, as well as restaurant patrons shouting, get out at other officials because they don't want to shut down. You have people fighting back. We'll be talking about C-19 and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. It is a great pleasure to stand here and to be bestowed with this uh, honorary doctorate. And the dead island burial has been foiled. My latest, let's say, intellectual product was uh, the conceptualizing of the fourth industrial revolution. And uh, some people would say this revolution is characterized by the fight of robots against human beings. And we will win this fight if we really remember ourselves all the time. And the And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Because they've been brainwashed. We really need camps for adults that you all run. I mean, really. All of America needs the programming. My resolve has never been stronger. Now, 
the rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism, that we must confront and we will defeat. So thank you again for giving me this honor. Uh, it will be a day I will not forget. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. In our efforts since 1990, we could contribute to the integration of Lithuania into the European family, but also through many activities into the global affairs. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. If you've been offended, your feelings must be defended. Go? Freedom of expression is a microaggression. Here comes Angela Freddy. He's always ready to fight fascism with fascism. Starbucks windows don't stand a chance. Ethic enhancer. He's a systematic racism finder. And we're back. <laughs> oh, my God. We have found ourselves in such a clown world, my guys. <laughs> my ladies, we have found ourselves in such a clown world. Uh, audio listeners, you guys can't see this. I'm just going to go ahead and pull up this quick meme for you. I put up this, uh, this meme where I said, I guess I'll just die. Uh, it's like when people ask why I don't get vaccinated. It's got young Zac Efron over there. It's like, uh, hands up. Oh, mRNA is experimental. I'm not a lab rat. Uh, fuck you. What I tell people is, I guess I just, I guess I'll just die. You know. <laughs> uh, thank you, and for tuning into this edition, this segment, adverse reactions. Uh, I was playing the clip, the break music, the bumper music, of a uh, Klaus Schwab receiving his award, which was really a Sith ceremony, uh, and it was just intermixed in between with uh star wars where they're hunting down the 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 uh the jedi with emperor palpatine hunting down the jedi you know in the previous segment i literally talked about how they are persecuting christians star wars is nothing but occult symbology and masonic symbology about just that and that's for sure where we are at right now and so that's why evil sounds so fun and sounds so catchy and sounds so like oh oh so cool so Avant-garde, so so edgelord, and why seeming good is so dull, so boring, so lame, right? That's why they have the whole Dark Knight concept, 
because, well, the good knight, he can't get everything done, but the dark knight, right? The anti-hero, the dark hero, he can. It's like if we can corrupt you a little bit, just a little bit this one time, uh, well, we won't worry about the next time, just this one time. Uh, this is the world that they're creating. You see, you've got to have the blinders off to see what's going on. And thankfully, we have a fair amount of things taking place right now to where people are seeing what's happening. Thank the Lord God Almighty uh, that people are waking up. You know, this was a, ironically enough, this is like a consistent theme that I've been talking about all Tuesday, really, earlier in the week with you guys. Uh, what does what does looking what does fighting back look like, right? How do we know whenever we're actually making progress uh, with all this crazy stuff going on? It's not going to be easy. None of this is easy, right? Uh, but as you have people fighting back against the mass mandates, people standing up against the vaccine passports, uh, people organizing, coming up with committees, uh, you have like what is it the, the Michigan's business movement? You have businesses coming together, becoming activists. You have people getting activated because the times are that dark. People are fighting back. Uh, you just have to understand that the revolution will not be televised. And I think that's where we've really got to start coming at this. We are now in a, uh, in a fight for the future. And they said the revolution will not be televised. That's why they took down all those doctors last year. So they could not oppose any of what's happening now. The vaccine passports, the deployment of these things and more. COVID cards, all this other junk. You've got to understand this. And so it's imperative upon us that we become readouts, outposts, uh, safe havens for people that are trying to escape the system. We've got to build an even bigger system, an even more impressive uh, self-governance machine. It's crazy. Uh, truly, it is crazy what is happening in society right now. As I'll say this and I'll start getting into uh, the topics with you guys. I uh, told you how I was talking with one of our audience members, Jensen, uh, earlier in the week, and he was talking to me about like his uh, post-DMT post slash religious experience and how he could see, again, uh, these, the soul cords, what I call the ether winds, and how he could just see like the whole of society, just like in, 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 in energetic terms. Uh, and we were having a whole conversation about how society is partitioning off. You have mainstream society. Uh, you've got like... A, a, a breakaway civilization over here just orchestrating all this uh you've also got again autonomous zones that we've talked about over here on the show just society is partitioning in more ways than one uh a better way to describe this is the great platform migration that's taking place on social media it's all about hearts and minds and that's why they're trying to control just that so we live in truly historic times that's why i say prophetic politicking and what's happening <laughs> is 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 it's it's amazing. It's terrifying. It's 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 history. It's real life. Uh, but speaking of real life, check this out. Let's go ahead and get this up here for you guys. Uh, last week we put up a clip on our Instagram TV of a 75 year old man in Virginia that received the J and J jab, uh, and all of his skin began to blister and peel away. It's gross. Check this out. A Virginia man suffered a rare reaction to a COVID-19 vaccine that caused a painful rash to spread across his entire body and skin to peel off, doctors said. Richard Terrell, 74, of Goochland began suffering strange symptoms for four days after receiving the one-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I began to feel a little discomfort in my armpit, and then a few days later I began to get an itchy rash 
And then after that, I began to swell, and my skin turned red, Terrell told the outlet. But soon the rash covered his entire body, Terrell said. It all just happened so fast. My skin peeled off, Terrell told the outlet. It was stinging, burning, and itching. Whenever I bent my arms or legs, like the inside of my knee, it was very painful where the skin was swollen and was rubbing against it, he continued. He went to the emergency room at the hospital where doctors determined that he had experienced an adverse reaction to the vaccine. We ruled out all the viral infections. We ruled out COVID-19 itself. We made sure that his kidneys and liver was okay. And finally, we came to the conclusion that it was the vaccine that he had received that was the cause, Dr. Newton told the outlet. Okay, so I think that's crazy that they're just playing this like happy-go-lucky music in the background where they're just like, yeah, this guy's skin got peeled off. <laughs> the irritation was unbearable. It was the vaccine that actually caused it. Yeah. Medical app could have been life-threatening if left untreated. Skin is the largest organ in the body, and when it gets inflamed like his was, you can lose a lot of fluids and electrolytes, Newton told the outlet. Still, Newton emphasized that such reactions are extremely rare. If you look at the risk for adverse reaction for the vaccine, it's really, really low, she said. We haven't seen a great concern at all. I'm a big <laughs> proponent of the vaccine. What do you think about this? Comment below. Also, if you haven't subscribed to my channel. Okay. Yeah, I am. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> that felt like a pharmaceutical commercial uh, with the happy-go-lucky music that was playing uh, with the clip. Very, very interesting. But let's get into this article, and then we'll continue on. Uh, a 74-year-old man in Virginia broke out into a scarlet red rash, and his skin peeled away after his body from his body after getting the J and J one-dose COVID-19 vaccine jab. <laughs> I'm sure this is just another article on those crazy conspiracy theories of the anti-vaxxers who refuse to take the current COVID jab, or it's a stunning illustration of what these vaccines can do to your body when you have an adverse reaction after receiving it. But please, take a good look at these photos and you tell me if you want to get risk it and get jabbed. I suppose it could have been worse. Richard Terrell could be visiting the marvelous, could be visiting with marvelous Marvin Hagler or Hank Aaron right now both of whom are dead after receiving the vaccine. Uh, again, this is, a, this is a travesty. What we are truly seeing right now, uh, outside of it being like a lifetime experiment, is a travesty. Population control. Uh, I would say genocide, but I don't think that's appropriate. You got to understand, they took the time to carefully curate content and essentially put up like an electronic Berlin Wall, a great firewall of China, a Trump wall over the internet censorship where they carefully curate the content that's allowed to be deployed to you. So they know that there's a lot more reactions taking place and that people are posting about it, you know, from Bell's palsy uh, to these adverse reactions right here to decrease lung functionality to heart attack issues. I mean, some of the articles we'll be getting into here shortly uh, is how one third of the people who receive these vaccines have uh, neurological symptoms, right? This stuff is crazy. There's a lot of clips I have here for this segment, um, and it's just, again, mind-boggling to see all of this go down. Uh, like, here, check this out. Here's another quick article 
just the headline, 246, quote, fully vaccinated Michigan residents caught COVID-19. Three of them died. Three of them died. You were fully vaccinated and you still caught the virus and three of them died. And so why should we get this? Again, just the headline. Just the headline. Let me see if I can go ahead and get this article up here for you guys. <laughs> because all of this is insane. And again, I think it's all designed to just desensitize us to whether or not, or, do, or desensitize us to, again, uh, population reduction, ongoing human experimentation, and more. Right here. World Health Organization admits uncertainty over whether or not the COVID-19 vaccines prevent transmission, and they do not recommend the passports. So why are we going through with them? This comes from Planet Free Will. They put this up April 7th. This is admitting to, quote, uncertainty over whether or not the COVID-19 vaccines prevent transmission of the virus. The World Health Organization says that at the moment it does not recommend implementing so-called vaccine passports. The WHO, through a spokesman Tuesday, also expressed concern about equity, noting that some people don't have access to a vaccine for various reasons. Quote, we as WHO are saying at this stage, we would not like to see the vaccination passport as a requirement for entry or exit because we are not certain at this stage that the vaccine prevents transmission, World Health Organization spokeswoman Margaret Harris said at a UN briefing. Routers reported, quote, there are, all these, there are all those other questions apart from the question of discrimination against the people who are not able to have the vaccine for one reason or another, she said. Harris, who said that the WHO plans to review two COVID-19 vaccines deployed by China, Sinovac, and Sino, Sinopharm, goes on to say that the evaluation for possible emergency use could be completed by the end of April, she said, but it's, quote, not coming as quickly as we had hoped because we need more data. As World News Daily reported, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis issued an executive order Friday prohibiting COVID-19 vaccine passports in his state. The governor argued that the vaccine passports would create two classes of people, and his aim is to protect the, quote, rights and privacies of residents and allow for the free flow of commerce in the state. Let me pause right there, because what we're basically talking about, again, is the creation of what is called a social credit score system. There was a call, I think, earlier this week. I think we put it up. Uh, Jen Psaki, or Saki, the White House press secretary, said that the government would not be imposing a vaccine credential system. They say that, though. Vaccine again. Uh, was any thought being given to a federally organized vaccine passport of some kind? Does the president see that maybe as some kind of tool that could be used, or would he lean more on the side of people who have raised objections over privacy and so on? Well, let me be very clear on this. I know there's been lots of questions. Uh, the government is not now, nor will we be supporting a system that requires Americans to carry a credential. Uh, there will be no federal vaccinations database and no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a single vaccination credential. 
As these tools are being considered by the private and nonprofit sectors, our interest is very simple from the federal government, which is Americans' privacy and rights should be protected and so, the, so that these systems are not used against people unfairly. There is a movement, as you know, in the private sector to identify ways that they can return to uh, events where there are large swaths of people safely in soccer stadiums or theaters. Um, and that's something that, uh, that's where the idea originated and we expect that's where it will be concluded. We will be providing um, some guidance which will look like an FAQ, uh, a frequently asked question, I hate acronyms, but uh, that provides important answers to questions that Americans have in particular around concerns about privacy, security, or discrimination uh, soon. I don't have an exact date for that yet. They say that. They, they, they say that the concept of the vaccine passport has been heavily criticized by some Americans with some governors issuing executive orders against the vaccine passports. We have a couple states uh, we'll get into here with you guys shortly, but they're doing it. They're rolling out the vaccine passports. Make no mistake, they say they won't do it, but we will see, you know. We will for sure see uh, this is the world they're creating. China did it. They actually had their social credit score system in place before they deployed the vaccine passports with their red, green, uh, and yellow codes. That's how they did it. Uh, Over here, we're doing vaccine passports. And I tell you, some of the conversations I'm privy to, and I talked about it just last week, like it's 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 going to get crazy, guys. Like there are for sure black market vaccine passports. There are for sure uh, people doing either scams or you know fake cards or even you know black market cards. Man, nobody wants to do this. There's for sure going to be a class based system if they roll this out, uh, and that's why they want to have like a a, a QR based code. That's what China wanted. They wanted a global QR code so that they could track people. We're literally talking about prophetic politics. Marjorie Taylor Greene talked about it just yesterday, or just, just, just the other week, just last episode, about how this is the mark of the beast, Biden's brand, where they're saying you will neither buy nor sell without receiving the mark. They're creating this, 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 this world right now. Let me play for you guys real quick this quick clip of a family that has been kicked off of a flight because their two-year-old was eating and not wearing a mask. And I wonder when I'm going to start having situations like this, because this is just tyranny underneath a different name. Let's listen. Who is this? 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 Who is this?
Spirit Airlines kicked the family off of a flight from Orlando to New York on Monday because their two-year-old was child was not wearing a mask while she was eating. It's like the child was eating. It's a two-year-old kid. You're kicking an entire family off because of a two-year-old kid eating without a mask on. Look, the kid has no idea what's going on. And you got activist pilots, politically correct pilots, code enforcer pilots, or flight attendants, uh, attendants kicking family members off saying oh I'm going to call the cops on you for not wearing a mask where was this illegal and the fact that you're willing to carry this out and you guys aren't uh, what is this it goes back on to say that the flight attendant told the parents they weren't complying with the mask policy and told them that they had to pick up their belongings in the plane and deplane uh, other travelers sitting near the family defended them but the flight attendant would not back down the mother, who is seven months pregnant, told the flight attendant that her child just turned two one month ago. The parents were also traveling with a special needs son who was prone to seizures. According to the report, the entire flight was deplaned. Wow. It says a few weeks ago, a family was kicked off of a Spirit, flight, Spirit Airlines flight because their four-year-old autistic son wouldn't wear a mask, despite a note from a doctor. So there you go. You got Spirit Airlines kicking off two-year-olds, kicking off autistic children. If you guys want a company to boycott, there's one right there. Wow. That's insanity. That is insanity. And so what, 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 So while you have onlookers helping out, right, helping, like, fight back, they're saying, like, there's nothing fine. What's the mask law? I think it's only for five and up. She's good. That's good. But you're gonna. What's going to end up happening is we're going to have to have more of like a a mob mentality is going to be summoned to fight back against this tyranny because that's what's happening to us. They are trying to socially pressure us and peer pressure us into capitulating and being compliant. And I've said this before at the start of all of this. That's going to summon this hurricane, this tsunami of resistance, and that's what we're beginning to see. That's atrocious. But I bet you that family's got a case right there. They'll be flying free for a couple years, I bet you. Uh, but here, check this out. This happened too um, in British Columbia. Okay. Uh, right here, restaurant patrons chant, get out, at officials issuing a COVID-19 closure order. And cheers erupt. That's right. Uh, you have customers seated inside a corduroy restaurant in Vancouver, British Columbia. They were caught on cell phone video chanting, get out at health inspectors who had entered the establishment to issue closure orders over COVID-19 violations. Global News reported. Let's take a listen. Uh, 
Heck yeah. More of that. Bro, I'm telling you. These are the uh, these these are the signature generation facilities that I keep talking about. This is that organized resistance that I keep talking about. Every single one of those people right there, those are all at this point comrades, compatriots. These are all people that understand what's going on. These are all assets to the movement. Whatever movement it is, these are all people that support it. This is more of the energy that we need. This is how we fight back. It says, soon after the chanting began and quickly grew louder, the officials turned tail and left, after which cheering and applause erupted. Let's see if we can listen to a little bit more. And now think about that. That's a victory. That's a memory. That is something that they cannot take away from you. They can delete your posts. They can temporarily put you in Fedbook jail. But they can't take away the memories of you guys all coming together, standing in a unified front against tyranny, experiencing it. We say it here all the time on the show with the masks on, the headphones on, the glasses on. You're seeing no hearing. You're seeing no evil. You're speaking no evil. You're hearing and you see none. But right there, everybody saw evil, and guess what? They fought back. That's what we need. And so it will come down to businesses. It will come down to business owners. It will come down to the black market. It will come down to the free market. It will also come down to what people are willing to sacrifice and how society will adapt and the type of uh, restrictions they'll put in place because of the changes we make. Uh, I just got done showing you guys a video of how restaurant, restaurant patrons shut down uh, these COVID health inspectors. Well, you know the technocrats have something for that as well. Uh, after vaccine passports, you know I have a $12,000 COVID-19 health seal for business. So uh, in the UK, you have Prime Minister Boris Johnson saying that uh, they will leave it up to businesses to carry out vaccine passport uh, requirements and things like this. You also heard Jin Saki say it as well. Uh, this is what they mean. And when we get into this, it talks about how health seals for these so-called businesses is actually a part of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. It is a part of the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. Let's take a listen. It's got all the, this, this better yet, let me set it up this way. This Health Seal for Businesses clip I'm going to play for you guys. It has all of the of, of, of the uh, Hollywood shills, the Hollywood celebs, right? The cause celebs. It's got Robert De Niro, Jennifer Lopez, Deepak Chakra. It's got all these people, these faces that you should recognize advocating for this health seal, for this, uh, essentially this, this, this seal of approval as bestowed upon you by the technocracy. Uh, let's take a listen. 
to get back to your favorite places and feel confident they have your health and safety first. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. I'm Dr. Richard Carmona, the 17th Surgeon General of the United States of America. This is the Well Health Safety Seal from the International Well Building Institute, the global authority on healthy buildings. The Well Health Safety Rating was informed by years of research and input from hundreds of leading virologists, public health experts, epidemiologists, and building professionals around the world. You'll see it at schools, offices, banks, childcare centers, all the places we go. The Well Health Safety Seal means that we'll feel better going into restaurants, theaters, stores, hotels, stadiums, and all the places that we love. Everything may look the same, but the Well Health Safety Seal means that your health and safety are top of mind when it comes to cleaning and If you want to get back to your cringe, cringe, they've got Michael B. Jordan, Lady Gaga. You can even see Lady Gaga trying to read the script. Robert De Niro, some old dude. Oh, man, this is a cringe fest. Uh, what in the new world order is this? This comes from Great Game India. They put this up April 6th. It says, after vaccine passports for people, now Hollywood comes up with the COVID-19 health seal for businesses. Celebrities like Lady Gaga and Robert De Niro are using COVID-19 to promote an expensive health seal scheme that will certify your business location as COVID-19 free. There's more of that class system talk. Oh, you didn't get the health seal? Oh, well, you're just a dirty human. These celebrities are preaching people are, pre are, are preaching people to buy this health seal that could cost you over $12,000 and which, quote, does not guarantee that a space is safe or free from pathogens. The well-building standard is aligned with the United Nations. Goes on to say that the world has become a place where you need a vaccine passport to have your individual freedom and live a life full-fledged outside your home. Apart from it, some businesses also need an approval seal to let you know that they care about your health and safety. Top Hollywood stars are participating in promotional videos, cringe videos, propaganda directed by Spike Lee where they preach to people about a situation they have no expertise in. Yeah, why are we listening to Paul Celia? Well, we're, we're, we're listening to actors, we're listening to puppets read up off of a screen, and we're supposed to trust them? <laughs> these are well-kept slaves. No, I won't. Uh, it says that uh, you can see these celebrities repeating a phrase again and again in this glossy ad video saying, look for the Well Health Safety Seal. This ad informs you that the Well Health Safety Seal is an endorsement which comes after businesses meet criteria in areas like sanitation, cleaning, and preparedness. However, the seal appears meaningless and a way to make money. You may have to pay over $12,000, and that's a lot of money. But a few seconds of the company's website, and you start to get a clearer picture. It seems that there is no performance testing with the health seal, and everything is documentation-based. There is a legal loophole, and it, quote, does not guarantee that a space is safe or free from pathogens. Still, some people are showing interest in buying it, as they are impressed with, celebrity, with the celebrity-filled ad. It goes on to say that the well-building standard is aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Its pilot features are mapped to the 17 SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. Yes. So, as they see that these businesses that are becoming signature generation facilities, places where we can congregate, they're saying, shucks, how do we weed these places out? How do, how do, how do we weed out 
the bad apples. We don't want to be around any of these so-called anti-maskers and these anti-vaxxers. How do we again help facilitate the separation of society? How do we uh, expand that class divide, right? More of the extreme haves uh, and the have-nots. Insanity. This is the scientific, the scientific dictatorship, right? And you've already seen it in your own area where you have people who have got the mask on, they've got their card, they're taking their trendy selfie pictures. They feel like they're part of the in crowd because I got my shot, I did my part. I'm not like those dirty anti-maskers or those dirty anti-vaxxers. You know, in between the break, we were playing this quick clip of uh, Klaus Schwab being inducted into the Siths. It's because he's making uh, crazy statements like this. Check it out. Uh, he has declared that unvaccinated people are a threat to humanity. So you're those Jedi that he was talking about eradicating. You're a threat to humanity, to this new world order they're creating. This is an article by Ethan Huff of DC Clothesline. They put this up April 6th. And it says several dozen heads of the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, and various other globalist bodies have declared that the Great Reset needs to include the establishment of a global pandemic treaty to ensure that all humans are, quote, vaccinated in accordance with government edicts. World Health Economic, or World Economic Forum head Klaus Schwab, who looks an awful lot like an aged Heinrich Himmler of the Nazi SS, says humans who refuse to go along with the pain or with the plan... <laughs> are a threat to everyone else. He, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, French President Emmanuel Macron, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, and many other usual, unusual suspects all agree. These, quote, international leaders signed a, signed on top of a letter, or signed a letter that says the next phase of the pandemic transition into a new world order necessitates that the world's social engineers and societal architects, quote, build a more robust international health architecture that will protect future generations. The global health security agenda. Uh, you, had, you heard me talk about this earlier this week on the show. Uh, I had mentioned how I don't think this is even so much about the vaccine. It's about creating a database of, a database of blood, uh, being able to have access to everyone's genomes, controlling humanity. Uh, this is why you have various archbishops, cardinals, and, every, and other people who have come out from the church saying that COVID-19 is a plot by the devil uh, to create a global health dictatorship. Yes, because if they can have access to your blood, to your genes, and to everything that comes with that, they can manipulate so much, uh, it's, 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 it's very dangerous. Yeah, this... Let me, I could go on and on, but let me get back into this article. It says the letter goes on to declare that the Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 is, quote, the biggest challenge to the global community since the 1940s, adding that there will definitely be, quote, other pandemics and other ma major health concerns or emergencies in the years to come, alluding to the sparse pandemic of 2025 to 2028. Quote, no single government or multilateral agency can address this threat alone, the letter adds. Quote, the question is not if, but when. Together, we must be better prepared to predict, prevent, detect, assess, and effectively respond to pandemics in a highly coordinated fashion. The COVID-19 pandemic has a stark and painful reminder that nobody is safe until everyone is safe. Schwab stated just a few weeks ago that he believes, quote, nobody will be safe unless, quote, everybody is vaccinated. 
It does not matter if a vaccine is experimental and is still undergoing clinical trials, which is the case for all the Chinese virus vaccines currently being distributed. If the government says you should get it, then you have to get it. Schwab contends. The Scientific Dictatorship. Tyranny under another name. It's crazy. This is this is it. Show me your papers. It's, this, this is what it's going to lead to. Did you get your vaccine? The physician at the ultrasound office this time didn't ask the question. I don't know what. Oh, but this is what's happening. It's creating a caste-based system to where you will be in uh, essentially what they consider dirty ghettos because we won't have the vaccines. Uh, this is, again, more the fracturing and the, part- the fracturing of society and the partitioning of civilization. Check this out right here. More of the COVID-1984 Obey Big Brother insanity. The FBI has promised to hunt down anyone who lies about taking the COVID-19 vaccine. An article by Tom Papert of National Cloud, they reposted it over there, Planet Free Will, on April 5th. It's equipped with a tweet from the FBI in Minneapolis. They say, quote, We've all seen friends posting their COVID-19 vaccination cards on social media. If you make or buy a fake one to misrepresent your vaccination status, you endanger other people and also may be breaking the law. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Let me get into the article. It says, after it was confirmed that the Biden regime is working with major corporations to develop a countrywide vaccine passport in the New York after it, after New York began the rollout of its own vaccine passport system, the FBI is warning people against taking, against fake vaccine passports or COVID-19 vaccination cards. Quote, we've all seen friends posting their COVID-19 vaccination cards on social media, wrote the Minneapolis branch of the FBI on social media. Quote, if you make or buy a fake one to misrepresent your vaccination status, you endanger other people and may also be breaking the law. Oh, shucks. Oh. The FBI linked a press release from the Internet Crime Complaint Center, which reveals that the federal law enforcement, including the FBI, is, quote, advising the public to be aware of individuals selling fake COVID-19 vaccination record cards and encouraging others to print fake cards at home. And notes that, quote, fake vaccination records have been advertised on social media websites as well as e-commerce platforms and blogs. Yeah, I'm going to keep my response very simple. Uh, If you're going to do that, make sure you do it secretly. Make sure you do it to where your your, your tracks can be covered. Shucks, man. I said go all, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and say go all the way out there. Come up with a whole new fake ID don't even use your real name. Come up with a whole fake ID. That way, if you do it, if you fake the test, that way you fake it entirely. Don't let these people know who you are. That's all I'm going to say. If you did not receive the vaccine, do not buy a fake vaccine card. Do not make your own vaccine cards and do not fill in blank vaccination record cards with false information. The press release explains. By misrepresenting yourself as, a vaccinated, as vaccinated when entering schools, mass transit, workplaces, gyms, or places of worship, you put yourself and others around you at the risk of contracting COVID-19. 
Quote, additionally, the unauthorized use of, an, of a government official agency seal, such as the HHSS or the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, is a crime and may be punishable under Title 18, United States Code, Section 1017, and other applicable laws. As National Fire reported, the Biden administration is working with major corporations to develop a vaccine passport system that would require Americans to take one of the controversial vaccines and receive a vaccine passport to engage in commerce. According to the establishment newspaper, the Washington Post, Biden's plan is for the vaccine passport to be pushed entirely through large corporations, essentially barring those who refuse the vaccine from engaging in commerce without any direct federal involvement. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. How do you like the idea of basically uh, having your life reduced down to a piece of paper to where you're really not allowed to participate in society uh, without, without being encouraged to do something like this? Again, one of the things I tell people when they say, why aren't you getting your vaccine? I say, I, I, I guess I'll just die. Or you're a granny killer. You don't care about all the rest of us. No, I guess I'll just, you know, I guess I'll just die. I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I, I see no reason to it. Oh, you don't want to do all this. It, 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 it's become a whole thing. You know, this is what happens in society uh, as we begin to collapse to where they try to desperately hold on to power. Uh, but let's go ahead and continue on moving forward. Everybody has a challenge. Everybody has their own cross to bear check this out ron recently came out saying that hopefully vaccine passports might be the thing that wakes people up let's listen seeing uh, passports might be the one that are hopefully that the people finally wake up that's enough i am not going to put up with a passport you know identifier in my in my body I mean, that is a sacrifice that that solidifies, you know, the whole concept that uh, that the, our lives belong to the government. I always said the the uh, military draft was a symbol of who owns our body and the uh, Internal Revenue Service because they own everything and they allow you how to spend it. They own liberty. And now you are going to get permitted permission to use a little bit. Of, they're going to divvy it out a little bit piece of that you'll never get back what you should have but that is what's happening and then this is this is their guide for how to do it yeah where you go what you do and what store you can go in or what baseball game you can go where you can go to school this if this is not stopped it is true the people who are making these dire predictions about how bad things are going to get i if this continues it is going to be bad uh, right I mean, there's still an effort. There's still an ability for us to speak out, if nothing else, one-on-one, -on -one, talk to friends, and people can spread a message. It's just too bad, and and it's still available. We're we're on the internet, and we reach a few people, and uh, so we have to do that. And we have to, if we stick to our guns and speak the truth and tell and warn people and put it in a moral tone, you have to have a basic principle of what liberty is. But the government doesn't give us our liberty, and that's what they're teaching us now. They're giving us our, our liberty back, one piece at a time. But I can guarantee you one thing. If you think you're going to get all your liberty back by one piece at a time, it ain't going to happen. So this is why we have to take a stand. And one is these vax, vaccine uh, passport. That can't be allowed to go on because that makes it worse. But the whole rest has to stop, too. Oh, man. 
Good stuff, Sean Ron Paul. Uh, good stuff. Uh, but that shows you too the 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 state of the liberty movement, the state of freedom in this country that we have literally let it rest on its laurels, man. Like we have not seen people step up and radically devote themselves not only to God but to freedom, liberty, and more. Uh, great words coming from Ron Paul. I hope you guys all understand what he's saying because he's right. This is the beginning of it. If they can literally do all of this, telling you to put a mask on, uh, you see some of the insanity that's going on. I, 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 maybe I could play that clip for you guys on our Telegram channel of that girl freaking out uh, in an elevator because she's trying to abide by social distancing guidelines. And somebody was standing so close to her that you essentially saw her have like a mental breakdown. Uh, if this is what just the masks are doing and the social distancing, imagine what the vaccine is going to create. Uh, again, this is that, that, that schism that's taking place in society uh, because of not only the polarization, uh, but again, what technology has truly enabled here, man. Like, we, we're we not well. Uh, this pandemic set us into overdrive. Things are crazy, and they're going to intensify. Let me see if I can. I'm going I'm to pull this clip up for you guys. I'm going to play it here just so we can get it on. Uh, just so we can get it on record. Uh I think it's already gone viral. It's gone around the web a couple times over, but I just want to get it over here on the record for you guys. This is somebody having essentially like a breakdown inside of a an uh, 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 an elevator and almost assaults like a, a delivery driver because she thinks that she's improperly wearing the mask. Uh, but here, let's listen, and then we'll continue on. My girl here wants me to come out of the elevator so she can come out of the elevator. Because it's a small space we're supposed to maintain social distancing. I don't understand why you can't just politely step but out to allow me out of the elevator. When I asked you nicely, well, you have been wearing your mask. You didn't ask me nicely. You said get the fuck out the elevator. I said that after you refused no, 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 to get no, out. No. You have a giant but ball. You... My girl. Oh, no. My girl. Hold on. Hold on. My girl. You want to stand in the elevator with me? And catch it, like, you're not making sense, honey. You might as well get off at your floor. I'm trying to you're get off at my floor. I can't come close to you. Do you not understand that I have an extremely compromised immune system? You are a delivery person incorrectly wearing the mask inside is of this, the Is this incorrectly worn, guys? Is this incorrectly worn? Whoa, dude, I'm telling you, man, people people really are losing it out there. Things are, we're not well. We're not well. And uh, this, this, this mask insanity is definitely playing to the increasing destabilization that we are beginning to see. And so, again, if this is what the masks and social distancing is bringing, God only knows what vaccine passports and uh, COVID-19 and C-19 certification cards will bring. Uh, but here is uh, some good news taking place. House lawmakers call on South Carolina governor to ban vaccine passports. An article that comes from the Epoch Times by Jack Phillips. They put this up April 5th. It says lawmakers in South Carolina called on Governor uh, Henry McMaster to ban so-called COVID-19 vaccine passports coming after Florida's governor signed an executive order barring them. Quote, the use of vaccine passports to restrict commerce is a threat to both 
personal liberty and medical privacy, the Republican lawmakers wrote in a letter. Quote, we are committed to finding this violation at the federal level, and we urge you to do the same by working with the Attorney General Wilson at the state level. The group, led by Representative Nancy Mace, a Republican from South Carolina, said McMaster, a Republican, should, quote, do everything within his power to, quote, prohibit vaccine passports from being required to enter, enjoy, and move about our beautiful state. They noted that such a system would potentially violate the privacy and certain civil liberties of residents in South Carolina, including a, quote, violation of the federal HIPAA law, referring to the 1996 Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Meanwhile, such a system will create political, quote, polarization around the COVID-19 instead of convincing more people to get it. Quote, as we see it, the vaccine passports are a terrible approach to managing this pandemic or the economy and instead will violate the rights of our citizen, they wrote. Quote, we urge you to fight against this with every tool of the state government, including preventing state agencies from cooperating or coordinating with the federal government on the use of potential vaccine passports. South Carolina Republican Representative Jeff Duncan, Ralph Norman, Joe Wilson, and William Timmons signed Mace's letter. Signed Mace's letter. Representative Jim Clyburn, uh, the Democrat from South Carolina, the number three Democrat in the House, and the Representative Tom Rice did not sign it. McMaster on Twitter strongly criticized such a system, saying that vaccine passports will have no place in South Carolina. The very idea is un-American at its core. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, signed, signed an executive order last week that bars companies and government institutions from using a vaccine passport system while calling Florida lawmakers to pass a similar measure. Right on. Right on. Right on. I wonder uh, when I go out there to South Carolina in July, if that'll be the case. So I'll let you guys know whether or not that is the same. Uh, So you have South Carolina banning vaccine passports. You've got Florida banning vaccine passports. And you also have uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott banning vaccine passports, saying don't tread on our personal freedoms. Maybe. See if we can get this clip up here for you guys. Looks like uh, there's there's no sound. That's weird. Uh, there's no sound, but I'll go ahead and just read a little bit of this article for you guys. It says, Texas Governor Greg Abbott banned government-mandated COVID-19 vaccine passports in a new executive order. On Tuesday, Abbott announced that the ban on any government-mandated COVID-19 vaccine, vaccine passports the executive order issued on Monday prohibits any regulation requiring Texans to show any proof of vaccination. In a Tuesday morning video that has no sound, Abbott said, quote, every day Texans return to normalcy as more people get the COVID vaccine. In fact, this week, Texas surpasses 13, or will surpass 13 million doses administered. Those shots help slow the spread of COVID-19. They reduce hospitalizations and reduce fatalities. But as I said all along these vaccines are always voluntary and never forced government should not require any texan to show proof of vaccination and reveal private health information just to go about their daily lives that is why i issued an executive order that prohibits government mandated vaccine passports in texas and that's more of that leadership we need to see but 
Greg Abbott really isn't a leader, I suppose. He is a follower. Again, Ron DeSantis of Florida has been showing us all up. He's been making waves. Could be one of the reasons why Trump is down there. Uh, but as you see this all going on, you have Dr. Anthony Fauci saying that I doubt the federal government will mandate vaccine passports. Let's hope he's right. I doubt that the federal government will be the main mover of a vaccine passport concept. They may be involved in making sure things are done fairly and equitably, but I doubt if the federal government is going to be the leading element of that. I do believe that there will be individual entities that will do that. There may be theaters that say you don't get in unless you have proof of vaccination. There may be colleges or, or, or other educational institutions that do that. I'm not saying they should or that they would, but I'm saying you could foresee how an independent entity might say, well, we can't be dealing with you unless we know you're vaccinated, but it's not going to be mandated from the federal government. Yes, like Biden said, like Saki said, and like what they are alluding to, it will for sure be the businesses that impose the vaccination credential system. On vaccine again, um, is it given to a federally organized vaccine passport of some kind? Does the president see that maybe as some kind of tool that could be used, or would he lean more on the side of people who have raised objections over privacy and so on? Well, let me be very clear on this. I know there's been lots of questions. Uh, the government is not now, nor will we be supporting a system that requires Americans to carry a credential. Uh, there will be no federal vaccinations database and no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a single vaccination credential. As these tools are being considered by the private and nonprofit sectors, our interest is very simple from the federal government, which is Americans' privacy and rights should be protected and so, the, so that these systems are not used against people unfairly. There is a movement, as you know, in the private sector to identify ways that they can return to uh, events where there are large swaths of people safely in soccer stadiums or theaters. Um, and that's something that uh, that's where the idea originated and we expect that's where it will be concluded. We will be providing um, some guidance which will look like an FAQ, uh, a frequently asked question, I hate acronyms, but, uh, that provides important answers to questions that Americans have in particular around concerns about privacy, security or discrimination uh, soon. I don't have an exact date for that yet. There you have it. The feds won't do it. The businesses will. The, the businesses will. But what I find so interesting as well, uh, another strange parallel, is earlier in the show we talked about how China is setting a campaign against illegal social organizations. Well, what happens whenever you have businesses that don't want to have the health seal or don't want to administer uh, the, the, the vaccine passports, right? Are they going to be deemed illegal social organizations? Just something to think about. Uh, but uh, for my final article and for my final post that I'd like to pull up here for you guys, uh, demonstrating again some of the reality of the situation, you have angry business owners who have descended on the Italian parliament to protest against the lockdown. Let's check it out. It's, good. It, it's got uh, captions. So I'll read it. It says police and demonstrators scuffled at an anti-restrictions protest. 
Hundreds of restaurateurs, bar landlords, and others took place. They gathered to denounce the COVID measures. They entered a, a lockdown on April 3rd to return from Easter. Protesters demanded an end to the restrictions in spite of the third wave. Yeah, this comes from Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. They put this up April 7th. It says, angry business owners wearing shackles and chains descended on the Italian parliament in Rome to protest against crippling lockdown measures that are keeping their bars and restaurants closed. A number of arrests were made as members of the parliament or the Italian business movement call, uh, clashed with police. Quote, we put chains on ourselves because we can't go ahead and accept the situation. We want to reclaim our jobs and our freedom, one protester told the media. Current restrictions mean that bars and restaurants are only allowed to open in the day for takeaway, although some of the protesters are vowing to defy the rules and open up tonight. Quote, we just want to work. We don't ask for anything else, chanted the protesters as others simply chanted work and freedom. Quote, we ask for an immediate end to the national lockdown, said another protester. Quote, we ask for an immediate end to the coloring of a different region, and we ask for the immediate opening without restrictions for people or times of all commercial activity, regardless of the state of, of, of the statistics related to the disease. Italians will remain under lockdown depending on their region at least until the end of April with non-essential movement and large Easter get-togethers banned by the government. Meanwhile, a new poll of Italians conducted by Euromedia Research finds that 70% are tired of the lockdown restrictions and want them to end. Under 27% of the respondents said they don't want the restrictions to be lifted, while almost a third, 30.6%, say that they were no longer able to cope psychologically with the situation. So will those businesses be deemed illegal social organizations because they didn't receive the uh, uh, the 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 well health the hip, the health seal for business? So it might not be the vaccine passports that the government mandates, but it may be other things. These are the adverse reactions society is facing whenever confronted with not only the virus but the reaction thereof. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about essentially the fallout of all these things that are taking place, uh, the insecurity that is taking place. Why would you have business owners storming parliament if they weren't trying to get back to work? The socioeconomic devastation that COVID has wrought and so much more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. I learned, I learned a lot, and I learned that, uh, I learned a lot. Anyway, uh, Bo, uh, 
Moe's associated here. Anyway, the point I want to make is uh, I learned so much. I learned so much. I learned black, white, all colors, all backgrounds. What I mean, come on, man. Men, women, gay, straight, everyone deserves a shot. You know, come on, man. You know the thing. You know what I mean. You know the thing. You know what I mean.
<laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> you know, Joe Biden truly is like the perfect puppet. He really is. Give him no cards. He'll bungle even that up. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, um, I shouldn't laugh because I, I wanted to come in and say that uh, you're seeing a lot of things take place. It's a paradigm shift happening. The socio-political reformation is taking place. The Great Reset is kind of what they call it. We have talked about it, forecasted it for so many years that to see it here before us is truly something astonishing. Uh, I was playing that Joe Biden clip for the break, and I realized we really didn't even talk about Hunter Biden being a cokehead, saying that, you know, he smokes more Parmesan cheese than anyone you know. And I think that that is just atrocious, that this is the clown world we've entered into, the wheelhouse that we have to entertain. Uh, let me see if I can get that clip up here for you guys of Hunter Biden admitting that he smokes, you know, Parmesan. You know, he gets down on his hands and his knees and he starts looking for that Parmesan dust, you know, that that cheese in between the uh, the carpet. Uh, let's let's hear him admit how much of a dirtbag and a scumbag he is by himself. Here is a uh, Hunter Biden saying that he smoked Parmesan cheese. Mistake for crack. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I spent more time on my hands and knees picking through rugs, um, smoking anything that re even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone, <laughs> anyone that you know, I'm sure, Tracy. <laughs> Guy's a scumbag, you know, uh, but this is them trolling us. This guy came out earlier this week, too, and said uh, his name was like gold over there in Ukraine. And then we're hearing that they're experiencing shelling strikes and things like this. Then he went ahead and challenged the Trump's family to get a to get a job without using their family names. This guy's a class act, dude. He really is. He's such a joker. Uh, and I don't mean that like in a funny way. I mean, he's a total clown. His father's a puppet. He's a degenerate scumbag. And I don't like saying these things. I used to like saying it a couple of years ago. Uh, but the fact that this is now the the president's son. <laughs> he's a part of the first family. We got to sit up over here and respect this individual. Getting up on his hands and knees trying to smoke Parmesan cheese. What are you talking about? What is this? What kind of clown world is this? What in the clown world did I just listen to? Uh, but here, let me go ahead and start getting squared up and situated for you guys. We're going to be talking about creating insecurity. Uh, the, the increasing civil unrest and destabilization that you know is coming. Uh, we've alluded to it throughout the entirety of uh, the entirety of the transmission, uh, the, the 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 fracturing of society, the partitioning of civilization. Right, uh, these autonomous zones, the civil unrest. Uh, last week, and I'm borderline tempted to play the clip for you guys over here. Uh, but last week we had played a clip of two teenage girls that essentially hijacked an Uber driver, killing the individual. They drove his car. Crashed it. The individual splatted on the concrete. The girls, they got away. 
they, they, they got arrested. They had a quick and speedy trial. I think they're being held in like a uh, juvenile detention facility until they're about 20 or something like that. Uh, but this is, again, more of the increasing destabilization. Lil Nas X releasing uh, uh, St. Next Shoes, uh, the equivalent of the Chicago of, of, of Chicago just coming through our borders. Again, creating insecurity. Uh, I had played for you guys the My Patriot Supply clip promo as well. Let me just run through another couple of reasons why you guys need storable goods. This is a part of how they're creating insecurity uh, from power outages, food shortages, race riots. You know those are coming. You know those are coming. Uh, the unemployment, the evictions. Uh, they say that in July, a lot of the eviction moratorium is going to end halfway through the year. We're seeing some crazy stuff. Uh, mass immigration, what we're seeing down there on the border. These are all reasons to get storable goods. Uh, but this is also more insecurity. We saw a lot of that take place last year, right? Food insecurity, food banks being overrun, right? Supply chain disruptions. The world as we know it is drastically changing. But let's go ahead and start getting into uh, the content for this episode. Last week, we had posted an article from Zero Hedge, March 31st, that said the Democrats' terrorist insurrection narrative is beginning to collapse, as most capital rioters likely won't face jail time. And before I get into this article, as true as this may still be, we still have political prisoners uh, in jail for simply going to, the, to this nation's capital. While this might be true, most capital rioters won't face jail time. You have people like Rufio Panman, uh, the dude that socked that Antifa guy, notorious proud boy, who is still in confinement because of this. You've got people like Kyle Rittenhouse. There are various people who were at the Capitol. Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't, but you get the point I'm trying to make. They're trying to come after uh, the, 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 the leadership of the resistance, uh, like what I had talked to you guys about at the start of the show, uh, how in China they had detained an individual in 2018 for having what they considered illegal uh, houses of worship, right? It's the same thing over here. Uh, we've played the clip for you guys where they, where they call for quadruple the funding to de-radicalize Trump supporters. And so this is a good thing. Uh, but in doing so, one of the things I think we'll see in the future, more so because of the increasing insecurity and destabilization, is not necessarily uh, more more far-left activism and destabilization, but more far-right anarchy uh, and demonstrations. Let me read this, and then we'll continue on. It says, with prosecutors expected to announce the first plea deals for individuals charged as part of the Capitol riots on January 6th in the coming days, Political reports that many of the suspects allegedly involved in the, quote, attempted insurrection likely won't face jail time, which could be, quote, a jarring reality check for mostly liberal Americans outraged by the, quote, storming of the Capitol. Yeah. This says, while a handful of defendants could face jail time for vandalism, assault, and, and even murder slash manslaughter for fighting with Capitol Hill police during the January 6th incident, the vast majority likely won't be hit or will, will likely be hit with a slap on the wrist. The reason being that protests on the Capitol are extremely commonplace, and legally speaking, most of the charged aren't culpable for charges beyond simple trespassing. If judges try to change this up, they would then need to hand down more strict punishments to protesters charged with interrupting congressional votes or the State of the Union, uh, tactics that, while they don't always attract media attention, are still key parts of the progressive toolkit. Uh, there are two main reasons. Although prosecutors have loaded up their charging documents, 
with language about the existential threat of the insurrection to the Republic, the actions of the many of the individual rioters often boiled down to trespassing. And the judges have wrestled with how aggressively to lump those cases in with those of the more sinister suspects. Quote, my bet is a lot of these cases will get resolved and probably without prison time or jail time, said Erica Hashimoto, a former federal public defender who is now a law professor at Georgetown. Quote, one of those core values of this country is that we can protest if we disagree with our government. Of course, some protests involve criminal acts, but as long as the people who are trying to express their views do not engage in violence, misdemeanor, misdemeanors may be more appropriate than felonies. <laughs> and so that's going to upset a couple people. You know they're going to scream white supremacists, uh, racism, topple the patriarchy. Uh, as that begins to unfold, we've got the Derek Chauvin trial, uh, where you've got Derek Chauvin, you know, uh, performing what they called illegal maneuvers on, on George Floyd. But the crazy thing is, too, is as information has come out about George Floyd, we found out that he had fentanyl in the system. He says, I think I've taken too much drugs. There was a whole big thing there. Uh, they've, they, they've definitely put this on blast to, again, stoke racial tensions, uh, again, add additional insecurity, uh, foment more civil unrest and destabilization. And that's the plan. Yeah, I, I think uh, we have a clip here for you guys. This is just a, another random protester saying that uh, if Derek Chauvin doesn't get convicted, we're going to burn. Sh we're going to burn stuff down. Uh, we've heard more of this type of stuff coming from the left. Uh, but this is, again, their tactics and, and what they do. But here, let me see if I can get this up for you. We put this up on our Telegram channel. Again, another reason why I would recommend you guys follow us there. We put a fair amount of things over on our Telegram channel. Uh, that you just won't find on our Instagram page. That's how it works. But here is the Black Lives Matter activist saying that cities will burn and all hell will break loose if Derek Chauvin isn't convicted for George Floyd's death. If George Floyd's murderer is not sentenced, just know that all hell is going to break loose. Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. Just saying. She's not wrong. The crazy thing is she's not wrong. You know, I, I remember uh, right when the National Guard were sent to D.C. that uh, right around that same time period, they said that they were going to activate the National Guard, I think, in Minnesota to uh, preempt some of the protests that they know were going to come down. I'm not sure if he'll be convicted. Right. I'm not sure what's going to go down. Uh, but you know they are trying to stoke tensions. They are trying to provoke people. And they want more of this destabilization. Now, something that we had talked about with you guys last week. And this is this is important uh, because at this point, we're just taking snapshots of the insanity that we're expected to get used to. Uh, but I told you guys how last week there were those two teenage girls that had hijacked that Uber driver, and uh, killed him. Check this out. America's cities are being turned into crime-ridden war zone and zones, and murder rates are way up again. Uh, this comes from Michael Snyder of the Economic Collapse. They reposted it over there at Planet Free Will on March 31st. And the reason why I'm following up the terrorist insurrection narrative collapsing with this article is to show that those people in the Italian parliament who are protesting against the COVID lockdowns, they know what's coming. When people can't work, when people can't feed their kids, 
they're going to start doing crazy stuff. And that's what I mean. When you go watch that Harrison Bergeron movie, it actually talks about the second American revolution and how it's eerily similar to what went on up before the hunger games, right? How, because of the insecurity that was going on, the lack of jobs, the lack of opportunity, uh, people started making trouble. That's what they said in the movie and that they began to take hostages and killing people because there wasn't job and there wasn't enough. And so that's why they had to create an, a, a, a totally egalitarian society to where everybody was equal. Very, very strange stuff. Uh, but here, let me get into this and I'll continue on with my point. Uh, the insecurity is, again, so that we run to the government for all of our needs. I mean, when you, again, have Joe Biden saying, don't call the cops. Just get a deadbolt when he says, oh, we're going to come after your guns. You've got to look at, again, what 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 type of society this is creating. Uh, but let me get into this article and then we'll continue on. It says the wealthy revealing in their grant mountains or, or reveling in their grant in their giant mountains of money. But meanwhile, our society is literally coming apart at the seams all around us. The stock market has been hovering near all time record highs. And for those at the very top of the economic pyramid, these may seem like the best of times. But for most Americans, the good old days are a long distant memory. More than 70 new million claims for unemployment benefits have filed up over the past year. Poverty is absolutely exploding all around us, and crime rates are shooting higher than it, are higher at an unprecedented rate. In fact, one study of 34 big U.S. cities found that their murder rates rose by an average of 30% in 2020 because of all the insecurity, the lack of jobs, the wealth. Okay, when you collapse the third world and then we have to absorb them into the first world, heck yeah, there's going to be a lot of destabilization taking place. Getting back into the article, it says a study by the National Commission of COVID-19 and Criminal Justice found that murders increased by 30% across 34 large U.S. cities. In some areas, carjackings, robberies, shootings, sexual assaults, and violence have become so common that it seems like crime literally never stops. Yeah, the, all the things that they just talked about is Albuquerque to a T. We're not ghetto out here, but we are definitely pretty grimy, dude. Democrats have run the state for the past, like, 90 years. And, yeah, we're, we're, we're moderately conservative, but you would never tell uh, because we definitely facilitate a fair amount of things like abortion, tourism. We're, like, number one for carjackings, uh, heroin use. Bro, we got Breaking Bad. We are it, – it, it's, it, it's grimy out here. Uh, but – you know, that's that's just us. That's just us. In my own little corner of the world. Getting back into the article, it says, unless you have a death wish, there are certain parts of Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Baltimore that you should never enter day or night. If you doubt me, just go wander the streets of the worst neighborhoods of those cities and see what happens to you. This is supposed to be a year when crime, rant, when crime rates began to return to normal, but instead... They are on the rise again. One study looked at 37 large U.S. cities found that the murder rates are up by an average of 18, so 18% so far in 2021. And I freaked out about this last year or, or, or last week because they said that this is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> that, that right now, crime is as good as it's going to get because they're saying, forecasting and foreshadowing, that it's about to get a lot worse. Again, when you have the equivalent of Chicago being imported in through our southern borders, green-lighted and all this money uh, to do this, and then creating like a whole separate class, what do you think is going to happen to the already existing class, to, or to the already existing population, us, the Americans? 
migrants are getting like a, a, a special treatment in here. I'm just telling you, it's going to get crazy out there. Goes on to say that a sample of 37 cities with data available for the first three months of this year shows murder rates up 18% relative to the same period last year. What is truly frightening is that this is about as, as good as things is as, what is truly frightening is that this is as about as good as things are going to get in America from here on out. So if murder rates are spiking this much under relatively good conditions, what will our cities look like when things get really crazy? What will things look like when they get really crazy? I have something for that. I have something for that. There's another article I'll be getting into here shortly where it asks the question, are you ready for a new normal of flash mobs, revolutionaries, and a lower standard of living? Oh, don't you worry. I'll get into that. Because that's the plan. They're creating insecurity and forcibly destabilizing things. So they can do, as I said before at the start of the show, to summon the order from their chaos. And how much more evident is it than this right here? Uh, more of the clown world insanity, where they're purposely scrambling people's brains. Uh, two plus two equals five. Oregon Department of Education pushes court claiming that math is racist because it requires a correct answer. What the hell? Math is racist? That's white supremacy? Two plus two equals four? That... Knowing that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is racist? This is an article by Cassandra Fairbanks of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up April 6th. It says the Oregon Department of Education is promoting an online course that claims math is racist because it requires a correct answer. <laughs> let, that, let that sink in. So the wrong answer is not racist, but the right answer is racist. I don't even know how to like what to take from that. It says the class called, quote, a pathway to equitable math, equitable math instruction describes itself as, quote, an integrated approach to mathematics that centers black, Latinx and multilingual students that provides quote, opportunities for ongoing self-reflection as they seek to develop an anti-math an anti-racist math practice. Quote, white supremacy culture infiltrates math classrooms and everyday teacher actions. The guide states, quote, Coupled with the beliefs that the underlying that underlie that underlie these actions, they perpetuate educational harm on Black, Latinx, and multilingual students, denying them full access to the world of mathematics. It's like what, dude? First reported by Campus Reform, the quote white supremacy culture cited by the document includes a focus on quote getting the right answer and requiring students to show their work. Campus Reform notes that the authors of the program state that. Quote, the concept of mathematics being purely objective is unequivocally false, and teaching it is even much less so. Upholding that ideas that, are, that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuate objectivity as well as fear and open conflict. Dude, what? I don't even... <laughs> oh, this, like, Common Core was bad, right? But this is something else. You know, I would have no problem with it. If they were like, oh, this is um, this is how we teach math in the Middle East or, you know, this is how we teach math in, 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 in Asia or this is how we teach math in like Russia. I would have no problem if they were able to classify it completely different. But this 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 angle they're taking 
is so crazy uh, that is it, it, it's it's more political than it is scientific. Like that's the problem. It's like you you they they say that math is the language of the universe. You understand math, so you can understand God. That's what music is 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 is, is math. And then when they're saying that math is like racist, a correct answer is racist. Formulas are racist. It's like what are you saying? You're purposely disrupting, like the natural flow of things. Uh, and again, I just I guess I have to keep pointing out to that movie that I, I watched earlier this week. Again, I would recommend it to you guys. You go watch that Harrison Bergeron movie. There's a specific scene in that movie uh, where 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 there's like a television directory set area. It's like Harrison goes behind the scenes, and I I, I, I sometimes hate doing this because I just I give spoilers. But he's go behind the scene. He he becomes like a man behind the mirror type thing. He sees how the TV shows are made. And in that scene where he sees how the TV shows are made, the director is saying, you know, let's send them home with both a dog and a cat because we want to foster equality. You know, let's let uh, right as soon as the plot begins to thicken, let's cut it right there because we don't want to have the people think too much. Uh, what you're basically seeing in that scene is the technocrats, the social engineers show you how they're dumbing things down, how they're how they're promoting mediocrity, how they're trying to, air quote, level the playing field, creating the, play, the, the playing field to where everybody is just equal. And it's 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 dystopic. Uh, but this is the same type of stuff right here. This is cancel culture, except in a mathematical lens. You see, uh, so those two thirds of Americans that see cancel culture as a direct threat to their freedom, they might be right because you're saying that math is racist. You're saying you're saying that it's a tool of white supremacy. It's like what? And God help these kids that got to pay bills with this type of mindset. It's like, oh, I don't feel like it. So you're a racist if you make me have to pay bills in this way. It's like what? This 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 is insanity. But let me get back into this so we can move on. Get back into the real uh, insecurity and destabilization that's taking place. This is just more of that mental uh, schism nonsense that's taking place. That, 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 that will foster more of this about continuing on. This is the program also instructs teachers to quote, choose problems that have complex competing or multiple answers so that the students can come up with at least two answers in order to quote, challenge standardized test questions. Quote, often the emphasis is placed on the learning math in the real world. The program guide says, quote, as if our classrooms are not a part of the real world. This reinforces notions of either or thinking because math is only seen as useful when it has a when it is in a particular context. However, this can result in using mathematics to uphold capitalist and imperialist ways of being and understanding the world. <laughs> I like somebody's comment. They says this didn't this don't add up. That don't add up to me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Let me read this article real quick. Put it into words for you. I wonder if this adds up. Fifth Avenue landlords are owed about $200 million in unpaid rent. Among the hardest hit by COVID were retail businesses across the country, including in once coveted, well-known shopping areas like New York City's Fifth Avenue, 
what used to be a shopper's paradise has simply turned into a, quote, battleground between landlords and tenants seeking a way out of pricey leases, Bloomberg reported this week. In addition to a huge drop-off in tourists, shops have also been hit hard by a lack of working citizens passing by to and from their daily commute to work. Well-known tenants like the National Basketball Association, Valentino, and Mark Fisher are all in the midst of legal battles over unpaid rent. Landlords along a 20-block radius of Fifth Avenue, in sum, are owed about $200 million. That's right. Even the NBA is like, yo, I ain't paying. Valentino's like, well, you're on your own. And so with all of this taking place, right, all of this, again, insecurity, this destabilization, socioeconomic reformation, the Great Reset, it's crazy how you have these politicians, right, these people who work with ideas saying, hey, don't worry, this is all going to be good, don't worry, this is great, this is, this is, we, we need this, society needs this, and the boots on the ground people, the everyday people are like, are you out of your effing mind? You are disrupting and destroying everything we've always worked for and built it towards. I mean, shucks, we're now figuring out at the end of at at the end of this pandemic, start of this pandemic, in between this pandemic. I don't know. Are we in the third wave, fourth wave? I don't know. Uh, but apparently, during the insanity of all this, we've we, we've we have somehow found the time uh, to declare that math is racist. And so this is this is the insanity that they're getting us used to. Okay. All these, ch- all these changes taking place in society. But check this out right here. Are you prepared for a, quote, new normal of flash mobs, revolutionaries, and a lower standard of living? This comes from the Organic Prepper, but they reposted it over there at Activist Post, April 6th. And think about this. People don't have jobs. They don't want to have the COVID vaccine passport, right? They don't, uh, businesses are depreciating, as we talked about beforehand, the fracturing of society that's taking place, the partitioning of society. You're going uh, to have, as Klaus Schwab said, pockets of freedom. Are you prepared for a new normal of flash mobs, revolutionaries, and a lower standard of living? If the NBA is not paying some of its $200 million in unpaid back rent, what is going to happen? Let me read this article. Let me, let, let me read this to, again, continue to paint that picture for you. Uh, like, 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 think about this, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, they got you used to seeing all these different tent cities, right? This is a part of the immigration invasion as well. Uh, these people who live in these, 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 uh, these slums, these, these tent cities. I don't, I don't like using these words, uh, but we had talked about it just last week. How they're, re, how they're rebranding human trafficking with unaccompanied minors, right? Unaccompanied youths. Unhoused neighbors, uh, vagrants, transients, however you want to look at it. They're getting us used to this lower standard of living, this, these, these, these austerity measures that are taking place, okay, and everything that comes with that. This is what I was saying beforehand, where Trump was trying to bring us back to our first world status, only for us to level out at a second world status. And again, everything that comes with that, flash mobs, revolutionaries, a lower standard of living. People trying to, uh, again, extreme haves versus the extreme have-nots. The, the, the class system that's taking place. People fighting for freedom in society that shuns it. 
Let's get into this. It says the protests and riots that engulfed the United States just before the election seemed to have calmed down. However, you only need to turn on the news to see that random protests and mob street action are popping up all across the country. Sometimes the target of the mob attacks is the police. Sometimes they involve competing militias. Sometimes they are organized mob violence against innocent bystanders. It seems like the quote new normal everyone keeps talking about is pretty violent. Portland has become a battleground between Antifa and the Proud Boys. Antifa members routinely parade around Portland streets, exercising control over the territory until police disperse them. Of course, they return later, but the Proud Boys have also chosen Portland as a battleground. They routinely caravan, caravan, throughout, caravan through to confront the tolerant left and engage in physical altercations with Antifa. Here's how the Center Square described one of these events. A Sunday showdown between anti-fascists and the Proud Boys in Salem turned into a familiar feud between the police and the ski mask provocateurs who want them abolished. The protests that kicked off the afternoon began much like others in Salem as a crowd of anti-fascists and Black Lives Matter activists huddled around the Capitol building. Several vehicles in the convoy saw their windows smashed by booing protesters who gathered in the street to block their way. One pickup truck Drive, one pickup truck driver attempted to drive through the crowd after gunning the motor. No one appeared to be heard at the scene. A few hours later, a coalition of local and state police emerged from the Capitol to declare the, the event an unlawful assembly, pushing protesters from the area with a line of some 50 officers. Portland is not the only city where these flash mobs are taking place. This type of thing is becoming more and more prevalent all over the country. A week or so ago, Rochester, New York, saw a mob of Black Lives Matter protesters storm Wegmans, locking nearly 100 customers inside and keeping them hostage for almost an hour. I think we played some of that. It says the Daily Mail reported on the incident saying that Black Lives Matter rushed at Rochester's supermarket, forcing staff at a supermarket to lock its doors, keeping customers locked inside for nearly an hour during a, during a demonstration to mark the one-year anniversary of Daniel Prude's death. The staff of Wegmans closed the doors to prevent the protesters entering, leaving around 100 customers inside on Tuesday. The protesters blocked the departure of buses from a terminal and then marched up to a branch of the Wegmans supermarket where staff barricaded shoppers inside. One of the protesters told Rochester's Democrat and Chronicle that, Wegman and, that Wegmans was symbolic of the problems of the city. Yes, you read that right. Police kill a man, protesters become angry at Wegmans, Marxism at its finest. To be clear, this article is not about the death of Daniel Prude or how officers killed him. That is another topic for another article. Another topic for another article. So you've got them trapping people inside of, protesting outside of stores. Uh, you, you, you've got them locking protests or locking shopkeepers inside. You've got flash mobs taking place. Uh, we've all seen the videos, too, where they say, raise a fist for Black Lives Matter, or you're a white supremacist, or a race traitor, or whatever they have you. This is, again, more of that destabilization. You heard the, you heard the, the BLM protester right there saying that if uh, Derek Chauvin doesn't get convicted, we're going to burn crap down. Let me get back into this article. This is in 2017 or 2007. The Guardian published an article entitled, quote, Revolution, Flash Mobs, and Brain Chips, A Grim Vision of the Future. In the article, the authors discussed a Ministry of Defense project that involved painting a picture of the future for, quote, future strategic context. The Guardian writes that information chips implanted in the brain, 
their magnetic pulse weapons, the middle classes becoming revolutionary, taking on the role of Marxist proletariat. The population of the, of the countries in the Middle East increasing by 132%, while Europe's drop as fertility rates. Quote, flash mobs, groups rapidly mobilized by criminal gangs or terrorist groups. Goes on to say that the 90-page report comments on widely discussed issues such as growing economic importance of India and China, the militarization of space, and even what it calls, quote, declining news quality, with the rise of, quote, internet-enabled citizen journalists and pressure to release stories, quote, at the expense of facts. It includes others, some frightening, some reassuring, potential developments that are, that are not so often discussed. Concerning the mobs seen on the streets, currently this, the article states that this, by 2035, an implantable, quote, information ship could be wired directly to the brain. A growing pervasiveness of information communications technology will enable states, terrorists, or criminals to mobilize, quote, flash mobs, challenging security forces to match this potential agility coupled with an ability to concentrate forces quickly in a small area. What's very interesting, too, about this is I've uh, definitely talked about this uh, when you look at Operation Gotham Shield, uh, Thunderstorm Spiral, UX-16. They, they definitely talk about these kind of flash mobs um, and engaging with adversaries in these in, in, in these tent cities, uh, in these underground cities, in scenarios somewhat similar to this. Uh, I just think that's very interesting that they chose 2035 as a time frame. And so essentially what they're saying is that uh, criminals terrorist or state actors will be coupled with these brain chips, uh, these Neuralink, these brain-to-machine interfaces, and they'll be able to coordinate uh, and communicate in ways that they won't be able to uh, expect. And so if you've been listening to the show or you're fairly new, go check out my uh, minicast, Zabellion, where it talks about this, driven by, and this is actually so crazy, it says driven by malaise, discontent, uh, and lack of opportunity, a fair amount of Generation Z begins to partition its way, partition itself away from civilization, creating their own breakaway civilization. And this is why you guys have heard me talk about it. The autonomous zones that they're creating, right? That Antifa's creating. Uh, the innovation zones that have been authorized in the Nevada desert. Big Tech creating their own cities. Uh, Akon creating his own solar-powered cryptocurrency city. You see uh, the autonomous zones... Are, are, are what's going to be created by Generation Z doing things like this because they're going to see all this crap going on and they're not going to want to do it. We are already in those stages. Right here it says middle class revolutionaries may seek refuge in, idea, in ideologies like rigid religion or Marxism. Yeah. It goes on to say this is a fantastic article. It, it, it's, a, it's a very well written article because it, 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 it explains everything uh, to a T, to a degree. But getting back into it, it says that the 2007 article added a population increase and a reduction in resources and living standards. Uh, it, quote, will encourage people to seek this, the, the, the sanctuary provided by more rigid belief systems, including religious orthodoxy and doct uh, doctrinary political ideologies such as populism or Marxism. Now, that, the, to me, that's fascinating. Because if you go listen to the transmission I did earlier this week, the guest appearance I did with Jolene Starr on the fight for humanity, she talks about reading the Spars Pandemic document of 2025 to 2028, where it talks about how the nation of Islam 
is going to be one of the main one of the main resistors uh, during this time frame. So I find it interesting that this 2007 article says that rigid religions uh, and uh, these these ideologies are going to be the things that uphold this this takeover that we're seeing this depreciation in society. Uh, and I would definitely recommend you guys go check it out. Hear my response uh, when Jolene said that because. I could see that definitely happening. They're practicing group economics. Uh, they're teaching their own. They're investing in land. I could see how this would be a real thing. And if you're just wargaming it, you're plugging and playing, you're putting all this stuff in there, you've got the simulations, it could definitely play out. So, yes, uh, people will begin to break away from civilization so they can click up with more rigid belief systems, including religious orthodoxy and doctrinal Doctrinary political ideologies such as popularism and Marxism. Very, very interesting. Goes on to say that what we see now is the beginning of a new world where flash mobs, constant revolution, and counter-revolution are the order of the day. Meanwhile, the living standards of the average person reduce with each passing day, forming a resistance to the new system forced upon us is paramount. Forming a, new, forming a resistance to the new system forced upon us is paramount. Yes, the, the, the standard of living is going to go down because people are, they're revolutionaries, they're activists now. I freaked out about this a couple weeks ago. We don't, where are our Empire State Buildings? Where are our Eiffel Towers? Where are our World Trade Centers? Where, where are our great monuments where are things where we, where are our great churches, right? Where are our great cathedrals where we give glory to God? Where are those things? We're not creating these because we've all become activists. And in doing so, we've failed the world. I say it here on the show all the time. When men don't want to be men, women don't want to be women, and nobody wants to work, well, guess what? Society's going to collapse. And this is what's happening. Not that men don't want to be men. Women don't want to be women. Society is collapsing because nobody can work. The cost of living is lowering. This is why they want us to get used to, again, these austerity measures, the slums, the ghettos, the tent cities, uh, the depreciating values of society. They don't want beautiful things, you see. They want to, again, create this insecurity. This is a very well-written post. Uh, I, I would definitely recommend you guys go read it in its entirety by yourself if you would like to. But also, we must focus on how we, getting back into the article, it says, but also, we must focus on how we can continue to survive on an individual level. As Selko pointed out, our new normal is survival mode. I highly recommend reading Fabian Omar's article, quote, Eight Ways to Practice Advanced Situational Awareness, for starters. We're looking at a, quote, new normal, all right. And it's about way more than masks and vaccinations. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't help but think of, again, uh, how he's saying that the new normal is survival mode. That will 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 we'll begin to partition and fracture into different parts of society. Uh, it's the Hunger Games, where where there are districts, right? And we talked about this literally on the very first episode of of of, of uh, season eleven, uh, with the Civil War concept and how it's not just bang bang shoot them up, you're dead. How it's also like a part parts of the country breaking up. This is regionalism. This is Agenda Twenty One, as and as well as Agenda Twenty Thirty. What they're doing. Is, 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 again, doing that, beginning the partitioning of society, the fracturing of civilization. This is so crazy. And so, of course, space would be the place where they would go, to where they could oversee. 
uh, to where you would have, again, this breakaway civilization that's able to oversee vast swaths of the population. But they themselves wouldn't even do it. It would be the technology. You really have to understand and pull back um, from all this because life is really going to change. And that's why I'm telling you right now, you need to get active in your community. You need to start linking up with people. You need to start figuring out what assets you have. And we need to get off of social media. This stuff drained our skills and abilities for so long that we are detached from society and things are starting to change. And I'm telling you, this is not it. This is not it. You know, I had uh, two other articles that I was going to pull up here for you guys. A groundbreaking investigation finds alarming levels of arsenic, lead, and toxic chemicals in the U.S. tap water, and how uh, a nation had put a stop to Bill Gates' back to, to Bill Gates trying to dim the sun. Uh, but you already knew that, to a degree, uh, that they do have arsenic, lead, you know, uh, uh, fluoride in the water. There's all kinds of stuff in the water, and it's all done and all designed uh, to pacify you and to put you in a state of passivity, to put you in a trance. So you don't get up in arms and don't get up in rebellion. You already know that because you, we, we see what's coming and they see what's coming as well. And this is why they're doing everything they can to try to hold on to power. When you've got Joe Biden saying that, oh, we need to create infrastructure, a more resilient climate change infrastructure that allows us to compete with China. Dude, he's not going to do that. He's, he's, he's already sold us out to China. There is no competition. We're going to be beholden to China. This is the, the lower standard of living. I highly recommend you guys go check out that uh, Harrison Bergeron. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm pulling it up for you guys over here on Telegram. That Harrison Bergeron clip on our Telegram channel. It's a 1995 movie. It's set in 2081. It's whenever the U.S. government mandates a totalitarian, egalitarian society. I would definitely recommend you to go look at it because that's where we're at right now. American exceptionalism is being thrown out the window. Nationalism is being seen as archaic. As I've said before, they want you to abandon your ideology, abdicate your identity, and absorb yourself into the collective. And you see this. This is, again, a part of the lower standard of living, how they're trying to craft society. We have to begin to really form our own rebel alliance, our own outcast alliance. We really have to begin to practice self-governance and more because the world that these people are creating is not one that is conducive to growth, not one that is a pro-human renaissance based for renaissance based, not something that's inspired by divinity. They're letting technology take over and in doing so it's dehumanized us. It's, it's, it's brought us past subservience. It's brought us to a point of dependency and that's dangerous. And so when you go listen to the uh, interview I did with uh, Jolene Starr of, of, of Five for Humanity, you'll hear me talk about that as well, how humanity has three different paths before them. We can either merge with the machines, right, where we can still be half human, half technology. We can fully absorb ourselves into the cloud to where we become transhumans entirely. Or we can detach ourselves away from this technology and really focus on becoming fully human. Because the future is here. The future is now. And we all have decisions to make. We all do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Culture Cancelled Adverse Reactions. 
and creating insecurity. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know. We jumped all over the place. I tried to make it as concise as I could and detailed and thorough. But when it comes to talking about this type of stuff, I think we're all doing the best we can. They're fully aware of the destabilization that they're creating and the environment that they're trying to facilitate. The question is, is do we have the fortitude, the willpower, and the strength to know this and to stand against it? Time will only tell. Truly. But make sure you guys go check out our most recent minicast, as well as the guest appearance we did on the Fight for Humanity with Jolene Starr. I'll be sure to put the links that I described in this episode in the description bar below, in the episode article. Make sure you guys check it out and share it with your friends. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.